welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Daniel Hagen. Praise God. Let's give Jesus some praise. He's the best. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Well, uh, welcome. You can grab your seats. Thanks for being here at our 9 a.m., our early bird service. Uh, Man, it's good to be back home. Last night was, uh, sorry, last Sunday night was pretty wild. Who was there last Sunday night? Man, uh, it was uh, extraordinary uh, what took place. And in fact, we, that was a meeting that we got back from, a whirlwind uh, tour. Anyone keep track of or hear about some of the things that were happening around the country? We had a team, our awakening team, and some of those guys are a part of this fire church house as well. Uh, we had about... Kieran, how many? 11 of us or something like that. They were bouncing around the country. 10 and a whole stack of uh, equipment uh, with us. So we had to get to the airports very early to make sure that we uh, checked in. We nearly missed a few flights along the way. And uh, in fact, the first flight we nearly missed, we were literally running. And they, they closed the flight and uh, we thought there's no way they're going to reopen it. They never do. And But because Kieran and all their team were they had all this stuff to put through. They were forced to open the, uh, to close the flight, then reopen it, close it, reopen it. So they helped us open it back up again with all their gear, and we were able to quickly just skip the queue and, and get in there. So it wasn't a great start. And we were like up early and running towards the airport, but we got there and we didn't miss any flights, praise God. Uh, but it was really extraordinary because uh, every stop, we stopped at most capital cities. We started in the Central Coast, and uh, there were a number of churches that gathered there, and uh, Mark and Darlene Check hosted the event at, at their church building, Hope You See, and uh, it was, there was a lot of hunger. What we're experiencing here, and, and particularly last Sunday night, that was happening at every stop. So it wasn't just a few stops that were like hot spots, but everywhere was this genuine hunger. And then, of course, Peter, we went to Hobart, uh, Peter, everybody, from Hobart, and uh, this is his second home here. His mum's turning 90 years old, so he's over to visit his mum in Melbourne. Yesterday, she was 90 years old. Let's give Peter's mum a round of applause. She's not here, but we'll give her a, give her a clap. And uh, so Hobart was, was amazing. Once again, numerous churches gathering, so we're seeing unity, genuine unity. We had pastors uh, gathering on the stage together from different churches, some of them, by their own admission, had never uh, gathered together, been in the same room together, but there they were, praying for their city, for their churches, for their region, for their nation. And, uh, and then spontaneously, this happened in multiple uh, places, pastors and leaders were actually repenting to one another for various reasons. Like they'd say, listen, I'm so sorry I had judgment, wrong judgment uh, and criticism towards you and and uh, I was jealous of you or for various reasons. A whole bunch of them got around Darlene Check and repented and said, we were initially jealous when you came into our area and, and uh, we're so sorry that, you know, we were territorial and, and a whole bunch of people hugged her and there was crying and just this genuine restoration of, uh, of the people of God coming together. Because all that stuff's silly, man. We're all on the same team. Jealousy and immaturities and we all face it. We all face the temptation of it. But uh, it's, it's all silly in hindsight. Margaret Court, uh, she had a dream 
She told me this in the green room at the Margaret Court Arena, actually. She said, I had a dream a few years ago, and in that dream, there were uh, thousands of people from all different church groups, all different denominations, and uh, from different nations, every tongue, every tribe, like the Bible says, and we were worshiping together. And she remembers just thinking how phenomenal this is in the dream and how amazing this is. And then she stopped, and, and she said, to someone next to her in the dream in heaven she said why didn't we do this on earth so we're in heaven there's no denominational barriers or walls and why don't we do this on earth but the good news is it's it's beginning it's starting and and so I bring you a good news report from around the nation I know you guys have been praying at seven o'clock every day for our nation I bring you a good news report that it's it's really happening there's it's not a hype thing that's based on some event at a stadium it's a genuine hunger around the nation. Uh, Yeah, let's give Jesus some praise. Thank you for your prayers. Keep praying. We're seeing testimonies of whole families being saved. People aren't, they're not waiting till November. They're reaching out right now to their family and whole families. Uh, In Perth, uh, there was a gentleman that sent me a message. He said, thank you so much for preaching the gospel. Uh, I brought my brother and my brother-in-law to the meeting. They both got born again. He said, since we started this seven o'clock Uh, consistent prayer and we joined um, thousands that are praying around the nation he said that my whole family now has been saved in the last six months and he said like most of them were just so un it was so unlikely that they would be saved such hard cases and now in the last six months there's been such a grace in the area of salvation to see whole households saved in Jesus name who wants some of that amen glory to God uh, last Sunday, I was preaching at a local church in Adelaide, and uh, I just I actually felt to speak into, into that particular area about families being saved. And, and uh, at the end of the, the meeting, I asked everyone to stand up and just begin to pray for their relatives, for their family members, particularly like prodigal sons. I shared my testimony about being a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter and, and how I'd come out of, uh, you know, some pretty bad stuff. And, and so... Uh, Everyone's praying for their unsaved family and friends. And then I just get led by uh, what I describe and what the Bible describes as an, an unction, a leading to say that. And I actually, I, I had my eyes closed, but I could sense where they were in the seating arrangement. And I said, there's someone over there specifically right now. And, and you've got uh, a member in your family, like a son that is struggling with an ice addiction, like very, very specific details. And, uh, and then I, I look, opened my eyes, I looked over, and there were like three ladies that were weeping as I said that. And so I said, okay, guys, keep worshiping. I'm just going to go over. And as I went over, I didn't realize that that son was actually there in the meeting. So I put the microphone away and just had a one-on-one chat with the son. He's sitting there, and he knew that I did not know them. I'm not even from that area, not from that church. Heard my testimony, my story about coming out of drug addiction and extreme things. And, uh, and I was able to pray for him. And I said, bro, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And he's like, absolutely. What do I, what do I have to do? And so uh, the, the mom, the auntie, the family, they're, they're all crying because they've been praying for him. And he, he's never been to church before. And here he is, just happens to rock up when he hears this story and this testimony. And God singles him out, calls him out. No coincidence. But that's what God's doing in this season. There's such a grace on seeing family members saved so I want to encourage you, keep praying, because we're, we're noticing a difference right around the nation. There's a grace, and something is happening. 
So uh, over the, this week I've been meditating on, God, what, what do you want me to teach on this morning? Uh, what do you want me to share? And, uh, and so he has led me to a particular passage and uh, scripture. It's 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. So if you can go there, I'd appreciate that. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 21. And, and the title of the message uh, has been uh, taken from this particular scripture. And the title of the message is Unction for the Function. All right? I'm getting into a bit of rhyming these days. Unction, I've been writing a lot of songs and we're you know, getting into the, the poetry stuff. So Unction for the Function, but that'll help you remember it as well. Okay? Unction for the function. What does that mean? Well, we're going to unpack that a little bit. And uh, I love theology. I love studying the Word of God. But I don't often get time to sit down as much as I want and study it out and read it. I love the Bible. But uh, I'm realizing more and more that even if I can't get the eight hours a day that I'd really love just to, just to dive deep. Uh, for example, we're on this tour. We didn't get any sleep. Three or four hours sleep. Bouncing from city to city. Uh, and we just kind of get, get the time in with God where we can. But uh, I'm realizing that theology is not just found in the scriptures, but our general life, our day-to-day life, uh, we actually learn about the things of God. And, and we learn how to live out what we learn in the scriptures. The fruits of the Spirit, we can read about it, but uh, it's not until you have like three hours sleep and you're with a bunch of... Uh, you know, 10, 10 guys and a girl and none of us had, we've got frustrations, things going wrong. It's not, not until those moments that you actually learn to live out the fruits of the Spirit. Anyone with me? Where your humanity is tested. And, uh, and so theology is an important thing, but we learn theology in our day-to-day life. We learn to live out the Word of God in our day-to-day life. And so a few things have been happening uh, lately that have... Uh, that have got me thinking about the importance of understanding the unction and for the everyday believer to understand the unction for the function. Uh, There was something that was said yesterday in the business forum, uh, the Awakening Business Meeting. By the way, that was spectacular. There were a few people from this house that were there representing and and, uh, we had speakers gathered, some of the best uh, people in terms of uh, dominating the business realm, as Chelsea said, millionaires, billionaires, gathering together from around the world uh, to bring insight to equip the saints, to equip business people, to equip people that have got a passion and a heart for business. And as Chelsea said that, uh, you know, what happens behind this pulpit is important. What happens in in these gatherings are very important. We don't forsake the assembly of the brethren, but it's only a very small percentage of what happens in our Christian walk. And we want to be equipping people in their day-to-day life. And we want to be raising up champions to dominate the business realm uh, so, that, so that we can literally see a nation changed. And so we need faith, but we also need finances. And it was very interesting. Chelsea and I drove home after it, and we're thinking to ourselves, how, how did we, like these broken old people, ex-drug addicts, alcoholics uh, from Frankston, uh, how did we get to sit on the same table with these amazing people? And we're just blown away. But uh, it just got me thinking about the importance of the unction. I just heard their story and how they're led of the Spirit, learning to be led of the Spirit. And, uh, and so we, you know, we hear from God through the Scriptures, through the Word of God. Often we hear about the language of the Spirit with unusual coincidences, dreams, visions, various ways that we hear from God so He can lead us 
because I think it's important that we know who we are in Christ and we see there's an emphasis at the moment. Uh, there's something happening where the saints are realizing that we're, we're not sinners that just have a ticket to heaven one day uh, as Christians, but we are born again, uh, blood-bought saints that have a new divine nature. When our sons and daughters of God, we're loved. And so the identity, the area of identity in terms of our foundation, our understanding is becoming stronger, I think, across the, the wider body. But uh, I feel like there's another season now where we're coming into where God's releasing revelation in the way of destiny. So identity is important. We're sons, but we're also called to understand our destiny. And I believe that we're called to be kings, not gender specific, uh, kings and queens, royalty. And so uh, understanding how to hear God and in particular, the unction for the function, how to be able to live out your life uh, as a king or as, uh, as royalty, understanding that you're not just a son, but you're also called to be a king and to do the best you can in the area that God has called you to be so that you bring glory to God. Amen? Amen. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, I'm going to read from the old King James because it brings me, it, it uses the word unction. Uh, in your translation, it may say anointing, okay? So 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says... So let me just double check that. Sorry, chapter 2, verse 20. Chapter 2, verse 20. I'm going to start from there. You guys okay? But ye have an unction. Everyone say unction. From the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So, God has anointed us, and the Bible talks about an anointing that abides. It doesn't come and go. When you got born again, He filled you with His Holy Spirit. And there's an anointing in you. There's, it's literally God in you. The Holy Spirit is not just some force. It's not oil, it's not wind, although they're descriptive words to help describe the anointing or describe the Holy Spirit. It's not fire, although the Holy Spirit is described as being like fire, but the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God and lives in you always, doesn't come and go. And so we literally have God in us. If you're a born again believer, that's what's happened. He lives and breathes in you, and uh, He wants to speak to you and wants to lead you and guide you. Now, it might not necessarily be an audible voice that guides you and leads you all the time, although there are some people that hear from God on a consistent basis in that way, I think, which is really interesting. My wife, Chelsea, had a, a very uh, powerful encounter with the audible voice of God, that God spoke to her in English, out loud, in a pub on St. Patrick's Day, uh, when she was very new in the faith and, uh, and she was delivered of, uh, of years of alcoholism in that moment where God said to her, do not forsake me. But we don't always hear from God in that way. Sometimes it's by this, what I would describe as the unction or the leading of that, that sense in your heart or that sense 
in your spirit. Or another way to describe it is you get a witness in your spirit. Particularly in the area of discerning what is truth and what is false. Okay? Now, we want to make sure that we're always, whatever we're, if we're trying to be led by the spirit or by the unction or by the witness, we want to make sure that it is indeed the unction and not our own feelings or emotions that are leading us. And so how do we know that? Well, we, we always refer back to the scriptures and God's not going to lead us into unrighteousness. God's not going to lead us into darkness. God's not going to lead us into temptation. And so uh, we need to understand the nature of God, the heart of God to help us understand how he's leading us. But this is very important in our family, in our businesses. And yesterday I was uh, just blown away by uh, uh, people that are absolutely killing it in the, in the marketplace and that are funding gospel campaigns that are changing the world. I'll give you an example. We had a couple after the meeting that we have never met before that pulled Chelsea and I aside that had an unction from the Holy Spirit and they've been doing this for a long time now. And they said... We've seen and heard what you guys are doing, and we feel and we sense. And as he said that, he's getting surges inside his body, like surges of the Holy Spirit, like electricity is literally going mm, 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 like that. And he said, We want to give you a hundred thousand dollars, give awakening a hundred thousand dollars. This is one of the champions in the business realm that is making a lot, a lot of money. And he said, and he saw what was happening, he saw the souls being saved, saw the vision, and he said, We want to donate $100,000, but he was led of the Spirit. He was, and he's, he does that in um, making business decisions. He's, he's following, he's sensing what he should do. Many people are pulling at him. There are many potential decisions, but God, what, do I, what decision do I make? There's lots of good things, but there's also God things. And uh, so how do I, which way do I go? And so learning to hear from God in the realm of the unction is very, very important. By the way, isn't that awesome that someone would donate $100,000? Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. By the way, we still need a lot more. Keep praying. That's a big price tag for that Etihad Stadium. Thank you, bro. Glory to God. Now I want to take you to another scripture. We're going to go to Romans chapter 8. Verse 12 to 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 12 and 14. I love the Bible. I love encounter nights too. And, and uh, last Sunday night was phenomenal. I think we saw about 40 people healed. Was it, no, let's say 20, but it was more than 20. But like there were uh, conditions that, there were a lot. Like long-term conditions. Some people had conditions for like 10, 15 years, hips and knees. and It was phenomenal. Words of knowledge, spontaneous worship. There was no teaching of the scripture, but it was awesome. Who liked it? So I like it all. But sometimes we just also, we need to really value just slowing things down a little bit, unpacking the Bible, teaching the scriptures. I want to encourage you in your own personal time. Study the scriptures, read the word of God, love the word of God, get into those Bible study groups, those home groups, and, uh, and nut it out together. Get, that, get the word of God, cause it to be uh, dwelling in you richly. All right, so we're going to go to Romans now, 
And we're going to go to chapter 8, verse 12. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. And it says this. I'm going to read from the New King James this time. Chapter 8, verse 12. And it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And this is the scripture that I I really want to point out and highlight. Verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay, so here we see a scripture teaching us and talking to us about a similar thing, but this time it, it articulates it as a leading of the Spirit. In 1 John it talks about we have an unction from the Holy One. We're able to discern what is true, what is false. There's that inward witness. It's another way to describe it. We have an inward witness because our heart is born again and because we have the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Amen? And now in, in, uh, in Romans here we see uh, God teaching us that sons and daughters. Who's a son and a daughter of God? Okay, so we're led of the Spirit of God. Amen? Now, it is possible uh, to think that you're being led of the Spirit, but not being led of the Spirit. And that's why intimacy with God is so, so important. That's why Jesus got away from the crowds, got away from the stuff, even though the stuff was amazing, the miracles, the the raising of the dead, the casting out of devils, the discipleship, the preaching to the crowds, the 5,000, the, the 12, the, uh, the time on the mountain as when he was transfigured, the, the walking on the water, all that stuff is amazing and we love it. But there's a big key to that. Remember, he said, I do what I see the Father doing. In other words, he's led by the Father. And if you're led by the Father, you're led by the Spirit, because they're all, all three are one. The Trinity is a triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we know that Jesus, in his earthly form, needed to be led, not by his own ways, but by the Father. Okay? And uh, so if Jesus needed to be led, we need to be led. And if Jesus needed to get away from the crowds and spend intimate time with the Father, then we do too. And you often hear it said in this church, and it's a foundation, it's a core value, that everything must flow from intimacy. Our relationship with God is more important than anything else. Things will fall apart if you're not close with God. If you're not spending time, I was talking with Beck recently, just on some pastoral things, and and we both just so much agreed that there's a consistent theme throughout many issues and problems that we deal with on a regular basis, not just in this house, but across the wider church. And if people aren't spending time in the Word, if they're not grounded in the Word in their everyday life and in prayer, there's going to be problems. And uh, it's very difficult to be led of the Spirit if uh, you're not close with God. You may think that you're being led, but often we're being led by our emotions. And sometimes we even end up being led by criticism or we're led by uh, gossip, or we're led even by circumstances. We're led by trials. We're led by tests. And, uh, and we're led by our emotions. Now, emotions aren't 
bad. God gave us emotions, but emotions aren't supposed to lead us necessarily. Amen. And I think as Christians, to grow in maturity, we need to understand that. Now, if you're being led in a certain direction, I want to tell you that, and you start that journey, God gives you something to pursue, to do. It's really important that you understand that God is not a schizophrenic. I was back in the day. He healed me of that, but He's not. What do I mean by that? He doesn't just change His mind all the time. And so I often see people uh, miss great blessings because they start something because they hear from God, but then trials come along, tests come along, criticism comes, gossip comes, or whatever it is that the enemy tries to use to distract us. And then all of a sudden we think, oh no, maybe it wasn't God, and we veer off track and we're moved away not by the unction, but by something else. And so something that Chelsea and I both noted amongst these kingdom champions yesterday was that there was, there was a, an ability to hear from God, but continue to pursue what God had said, despite all the stuff that comes their way. There was something about no plan B that they all carried. And they knew that they needed to stay close to God to keep following the unction because sometimes being followed by our emotions seems like we're being followed by the unction. And so that's why we must be close to the heartbeat of God. I want to encourage you, never make a decision in the midst of frustration. Never make a big decision when you're not in peace. The unction, when you're being led by the unction, you'll know there's peace, there's joy, there's righteousness. It's a kingdom decision. We're being led by the king and there's a, it's a kingdom decision. And if it's a kingdom decision, you will find peace, you will find joy, and you will find righteousness because that is the kingdom. Amen? So the unction from the Holy One and being led of the Spirit. Specifically today, I want to pray for people. I want to ask you to come forward. I want to pray for you in the way of... Uh, Chelsea and I were so inspired by what happened yesterday and just seeing so many people that were equipped and, uh, and God raising up kings, not just sons, but people understanding their identity as kings. And uh, I, I really want to encourage people and I want to pray for people today and, and release an impartation. I'm going to invite Chelsea to help me pray as well, but in the way of being able to hear clearly from God. And uh, I'm going to pray for people to really be stirred in their heart, to never forsake the secret place. Let that continue to be a core value in your personal life. But there'd be a heightened sense, uh, there'd be a, a stirring in your heart to really clearly hear, like a fanning into flame, to hear that, that, that still small voice, that witness in your heart, that unction from the Holy One, so that you can fulfill uh, the destiny that God has put on your life. The unction for the function. Amen. So we know we're sons, but we're also called to be kings. Uh, not gender specific kings and queens. The king of the jungle. Amen. You got the lion of the tribe of Judah in you. And so if you want some prayer in that area, I want to encourage you to come forward right now in Jesus' name. If we could invite the whole band back up too, I'd love to finish as we, uh, as we sometimes do with with a, a song of worship, but I want to encourage you, if you've been struggling a little bit and you've, you've kind of been you're trying to understand the voice of God, but often you get distracted and like you might start something, but it doesn't finish and there's been frustrations. I want to pray for you today because God's wanting to raise you up as a champion that endures until the end, that sees it, sees it out and that gets the end result 
required and I believe and particularly if you're in in business we want to pray for you today too there's an anointing uh, that's being released right now in the body of Christ to raise up kings and champions in the business realm as well uh, so that we can change nations so I invite you to come forward as well and uh, many people have responded which is very encouraging and we're going to sing a song together before everyone goes if I can just invite everyone to stand to their feet and then we're going to release you to go home today and have a great day don't forget parents to sign your children out shortly but let's sing this song together before we go home today thank you Jesus thank you thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries for more messages like this one or other resources and information you can check out our website at firechurch.com.au Thank you.